It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hey friends, this is Andy. I want you to meet Dario Priolo. He's the CMO and demand generation practice leader at Sales Performance International. We sell high value solutions with a long sales cycle and there are many influencers involved. His team wanted to drive more revenue from their target accounts, but they needed a breakthrough. Well, we really had to look at dozens and dozens of providers. And when we did that, when we did our research, we ultimately decided that Engageo was right for us. Engageo's account-based marketing and sales platform enables teams to measure account engagement and orchestrate human connections at scale. Opportunities in our target accounts are up 25% and pipeline is up 30%. It's made them a lot more productive. They really now have a platform that allows multi-channel, multiplayer outreach to manage these complex relations in very large accounts. Marketing now has outstanding visibility into the most engaged accounts, and they really know where to focus their efforts much better. Head over to Engageo.com forward slash accelerate to download their clear and complete guide to account-based sales development today. That's Engageo.com forward slash accelerate. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Joining me on the show today is Braden Young. Braden is the CEO, co-founder of Coffee Sender, a rewards and incentives platform. It's based on the idea of increase engagement with your prospects through the really deceptively simple act of sending them a cup of coffee. So, Braden, welcome to Accelerate. Thank you. Yeah, excited to be here. Excited to uh, hopefully you have a cup of coffee in front of you. Uh, yep. Yeah, not not yet. I, not not yet. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm not really much of a coffee drinker. I mean, this oh, is yeah. yeah I know. I, <laughs> I I got through I got through college and never got in the habit. And uh, yeah, now yeah, I just <laughs> I'm one of those people who don't like the taste of it. So, but I I do drink it on occasion. So on you know, those I, late nights or early or very early mornings, so I would say I'm the exact opposite. I would say I have way too much throughout the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine's sort of relegated to, we live in Manhattan, and uh, you know, we like to go to shows, and yeah, you know, sort of reached the point in life where they're, when I go to a show, it's like I start falling asleep almost instantly. So uh, my wife forces me to drink coffee before we go see a show. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, I think it's not so much that I stay awake, it's that I won't fall asleep and start snoring and embarrassing her. I know that well. Just, yeah. There's- <laughs> When you start having the very late evening coffees to go to a show or go to a movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, they sort of, we were, we went to a, a one-man show off-Broadway. This was put on by Michael Shannon, who's a famous actor, movie actor. And he's doing this one-man play. And, yeah, we sat down and literally within minutes I was out. And we hadn't even gone to dinner beforehand. It's like I didn't even have the excuse of saying, you know, I had a cup of, a glass of wine or anything like that. And... um yeah, she said I was snoring so loudly. And apparently, I was so sound asleep. She was physically shaking me to get me to wake up, and I wasn't waking up initially. And apparently, Michael Shannon was looking at me, going, "What the hell is this guy doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's great. Let's talk about coffee. So, so tell us about Coffee Sender because this is really a unique idea for a company. And and what was the impetus to start it? Yeah. So about a year and a half ago, I was with a different startup and a, and a buddy of mine was there with me. And we we're trying to figure out a unique way to reach out to prospects. And we had kind of this 
this I would say great idea. Like let's walk into Starbucks, let's buy a bunch of gift cards and let's mail them out to people trying to generate meetings. So we'd write these Hail Mary notes to people saying, Hey, we'd love to tell you about my product and you know why it's a fit for you. We'd attach a gift card saying, Grab coffee on me and give me a ring at this number. And it works pretty well. Like we sent probably, I don't know, hundreds of them. And no, you're, ended st- up- you're sending actually actual yeah, physical letters. physical physical gift cards. Like right. That was how we originally started at that company. And then what ended up happening was actually our, our VP of sales of that past company was, this is great, guys. Like I'm glad you're generating meetings, but I have no clue where these are going. And I and like you're putting these huge expense reports through for coffee gift cards. Are you just buying yourself coffee? <laughs> no. Like, no, no, not at all. Right. Of course not. So he was like, what if you plug this into Salesforce and plug this into the different, you know, the apps we're already using and then we can actually measure and we could actually figure out if this actually works or not. So we kind of took that idea and the light bulb kind of went off and we left that company and went and built it. We, you know, we first hired a couple guys to work with and we ended up building the plug into Salesforce and making it all automated. And then we turned around and we sold it back to that original company. And now they use it. They're one of our longtime customers. But I mean, that was, that was kind of where the original idea came from. So Today, we do a very similar act of sending that physical gift card, only everything's digital, and we plug into just about every marketing automation system and soon to be every sales system to make it really easy to incorporate gifting into your sales process and your kind of relationship building process with that prospect or, or customer. And it's based around the idea is that you're sending someone a cup of coffee. It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, like, it's amazing how, you know, with that prospect that maybe isn't moving or you're trying to, even before a first phone call, we're just sending something over saying, hey, you know, confirming our meeting at two, here's a coffee on me, chat with you then, how that changes the entire conversation with that individual. So why do you think it does? And, and we're talking about a digital Starbucks gift card. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to people don't like being sold to. And they want you to really solve the issues that they have. And that's why they're taking the time for a demo or walkthrough. So by sending someone a coffee, you're actually, you're almost humanizing yourself. You're making yourself human. Hey, we'd love to buy a cup of coffee before we start this meeting. You know what I mean, like it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was sort of chuckling and you said almost humanizing. So, um, yeah. Almost humanizing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as I send you my mail merge, I'm almost humanized. Almost Uh, (laughs) close to being human. I'm half robot. Half robot. Yeah. And so, yeah, so mechanically, the way it works is that you can initiate as an individual basis. You could do it uh, through a mail merge, right? You can do it on several mass basis. Yeah, I mean it's it's as simple as we the the easiest way that most folks use it in sales is we have a button that says send Starbucks that lives with, on your on your contact and lead page in Salesforce. Mm-hmm. It also lives in LinkedIn and also lives in your Gmail. So you can just go in and say you're trying to before a conversation you can press that button and build a template and send that email out with a coffee attached to it. And then we measure everything on the back end. So we want to make sure it was opened. We want to make sure, you know, when that happened you're notified. So you can actually track and see if it works or not. And do you get data as to whether they actually have been redeemed? Not yet. We're working on that. So that's sort of version two for us is like where did these folks go and you know when did they actually use it or not? We can track when they open it. We can track when they actually click and see the barcode. Mm-hmm. But that's it right now. Our our immediate change we're adding is we're adding more than just coffee. Um, we're adding the ability to send things like lunch for lunch for, for lunch and learns. 
readily to send things like wine and tickets. Um, so there'll be lots of things that you can send rather than just coffee to kind of build that relationship. We're, we're calling it account-based gifting. Account-based gifting. Yeah. <laughs> guys that, the guys that engage you, I like that. Uh, right? Account-based yeah. everything. Account-based gifting. Very cool. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah we, we kind of got the idea. So like we're working with a lot of those engage you guys. We think what they're doing is really cool. So we're like, let's incorporate gifting into this. So is that sort of brings an interesting point though. Is the thing about a coffee is coffee is the price point is, you know, sort of I don't want to say trivial, but kind of trivial, right? In the grand scheme of things. So it sort of changes the dynamic a little bit though if you start gifting things a little more expensive. It does. Um I would say it goes on beyond just sales. You kind of get into the idea of like, you know, the the upselling internally or you have a customer who's been there for a long time, more towards the customer success type journey. Of like, hey, like this person gave you a great referral and the deal closed, so, so maybe you can send you. them. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, now, I could see on the front end that yeah. some companies actually I know have policies about not accepting anything. Yeah, no, that that's very true. Which is why the coffees worked out really nicely because essentially it's it's only five dollars, and so it's and we'll always have the ability to do that. And because it's five dollars, it's it's very minimal, and we usually are right under the radar with most things that you can send to to companies that have kind of policies there. Right. Because uh, I mean, essentially, you're just buying them a cup of coffee they can use. One of the uh, one of the things we're asked for all the time is right now we have Starbucks. What the the plan is to add additional coffee shops like Dunkin' Donuts. So for those folks in Boston, right? Every every time we chat with them, we're like, can you do this Dunkin' Donuts? Not yet. We're working on it to be able to have uh, that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the regional differences obviously that's important to play in. But so the system is free to use. You just pay for the coffee. Exactly. Yeah. So we are paid by Starbucks to. Um, and by our partners to basically be in business, to keep the lights on, if you will. So the system, the platform, our integrations is all free to use. The only thing we charge for are the $5 gift cards. Huh. So how does somebody budget for this? Yeah, you know, that's that's a fantastic question. And we've seen a couple ways um, companies have really budgeted for this. The, the primary way is they'll come in and they'll do what we like to call programs or, or campaigns. They'll say, hey, we want to roll this out to our sales team. Um, I'd say that's 20 or 50 people. And we want to give everybody accounts. Of course, those are free to use. And then there's an admin on that account, sort of like a, a Salesforce account. So what they'll usually do is they'll start with anywhere from 10 to 20 coffees per sales rep. And we'll roll it out to the whole team with doing an email campaign maybe doing a couple of demos of how it works, maybe brainstorming ideas of how they can incorporate coffee into their actual sales process. And the admin will have control over how many coffees each person can send per month. So that way no one goes too crazy and send and sends everybody a cup of coffee that they're on the phone with that day. So they'll usually run a program or a campaign for about uh, anywhere from two to three months. And we'll look at the results at the end of that program um, and usually roll it into another one from there. So it's it's almost like having extended pilots and having multiple pilots across the sales org as to kind of seeing where the best fit is for that certain industry or, or that certain company. Um, in terms of budgeting, we like to take a look at, depending on the size of the company, is to really think about having 10 to 20 coffees per individual who's using the service per month is really the best way to, to budget for it. Okay. 
Well, yeah. in, a, in a minute, we'll talk about sort of scenarios about when it should yeah. be used and what's the best the best case and the best practices for using it. But so the other thing though that you you do is is that you know with the integration through Salesforce is then now you're sort of making recommendations or suggestions as to who should get a cup of coffee. We're yeah. So so the the send Starbucks button lives on every single page, every single contact and, and lead page. So you can actually send that to anybody. Um, and then if you press that, it's actually going to write an activity. Like you send that person to coffee so you can build reports that way. And then the last iteration we have in Salesforce is something we like to call suggested recipients. Mm-hmm. So you, you can actually take a look and see like, Hey, who haven't I talked to in two months? And maybe that was a qualified lead. Maybe that's someone I want to you know, try to get in front of and send them a coffee or, you know, who, maybe this is a, is a perfect, um, ranking, um, fit for us and I need to send a person a copy. So we have that as well. That lives in the platform, um, where we can actually suggest people that you should send a coffee to. So you can set the rule. You can set the rule. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then. yeah. So what are the integrations then besides talk about Gmail, Salesforce, what other integrations, other platforms do you work with? Yeah, so Gmail, um, Salesforce, LinkedIn. Uh, on the marketing side, we work with Marketo. We work with HubSpot. Uh, we work with uh, with Microsoft Dynamics. We work with Slack. So our Slack integration we just rolled out. That's for a lot of internal use cases. So say a sales engineer really helped you on a phone call and you want to thank them with coffee. Mm-hmm. We actually we actually own the command command coffee in Slack. So you can send them a coffee that way. They can go and grab at Starbucks. Okay. Uh, um, kind of a nice internal use case. Uh, the other integration we have is Eloqua, which we just built, mm-hmm. and and Zendesk is our last one that that we just had. Hmm. So how, how's Zendesk using it then? A lot for support issues. So if something has gone array and they have a ticket that maybe they're trying to fix, um, support folks will use it for hey, you know, go grab a coffee on me as we try to figure out how we can fix your problem. Got it. Well, let's, yeah. let's go into some of the examples. <clears throat> Excuse me of that. So, uh, one example that you talk about is sort of reconnecting, refreshing connect- connections, or reconnecting with customers that have sort of gone silent for a while. Sounds like a good idea, a good way to sort of break through the noise. So, what do you what do you typically have people use in terms of like a subject line on email when they're sending it? Yeah. So, so there's really two ways that that you can use the system. If if you use the coffee center platform itself, and, and you want us to send the coffee, the subject line will always be the same. It'll say like Braden from coffee center sent you a coffee, enjoy, or you know Joe from ABC company sent mm-hmm. you a coffee, enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, the reason we did that was it's a third party, so our open rate is a lot higher. Uh, the other way you can use it is you actually can ask us for a link that you want to insert into an email that you're, you're, you're already using. Um, of course, that's a possibility if you want to do it that way. We, we see lower open rates there because usually folks are using those in like an, an already existing chain and they're mm-hmm. just adding to it to try mm-hmm. to re-engage. So we suggest kind of using uh, the third-party one since it gets better open rates. Using your platform for that. Yeah, and then we can track it a little better as well um, as like when it actually gets opened. Okay, so when somebody has a button on Gmail and they click the button, then it's actually going to your platform, not, not, sending, the, not sending the mail through Gmail then. Yeah, it's actually going through us. Got it. Okay. It's actually a pretty sweet little hack that we did in the world of sales hacks. It's, it's a Chrome widget that actually adds that button into Gmail. Okay. 
All right. So topic for another conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so okay. Customer reconnect programs. Yeah. You talk about uh, customer nurture or sales prospect nurture. Yeah. You know, I think standing I, out, getting the attention of the prospect. I mean, you talked about you got sort of the the uh, increased open rates when it comes through you as opposed to coming through the Gmail. So that's that's one thing that's sort of that's always the challenge, right? You could be sending a coffee, but what do you actually? So that's I guess the question: What sort of you know click click rates do you see or open rates do you see? We see about seventy five percent when we send it out, which is huge for the for when when we send the actual system out or the actual emails out. I think one of the biggest things that we've noticed with this platform is especially in sales is it works really well if used properly. And I think that goes across the board, whether it's coffee or whether it's a case study. I don't think it really matters. Like you have to surround the object or the thing with really good content. Like when we first rolled this out, we had, we had folks that were using it for like, they sent an email to the CEO of a big fortune 500 company saying, Hey, like, here's a coffee on me. <laughs> Let me pitch you what I'm doing. And it just, it, that doesn't work. I mean, right. it's, I mean, you could, you could send them a Samsung television, like they're not going to get back to you. Like you have to be able to add some value. So the most successful campaigns that we see, uh, with, with using coffee sender is they have an email that goes out before saying, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. My value prop would love to buy you your first or 10th cup of coffee tomorrow. And, you know, tell you, you know, how I think we can fit in. Um, if they, if they respond to that, great, then send the coffee over. Just confirming that meeting is the best way to do it. Um, folks have a lot of success using this at conferences. Wait, so, for like, so in the first one, you don't, you don't include the link. What you're saying is you don't include the link for the, yeah, the coffee. Not, not right away. Like it's usually on the confirmation, but promising the, that you're sending something over is a really nice touch we've seen on sales. Huh. So think yeah. about that for a second. So how does, what's the actual wording that you use so that they know that they're going to be getting a, a gift card for a co- cup of coffee? Yeah. We usually say we'd love to have, you know, we'd love to have a meeting with you. Um, I'll send you a, a virtual coffee once you give me a time that works. Okay. Well, yeah. That's simple. That's a little yeah. res- reciprocity. Yeah. Right. And and so like, and then once you send it over it, 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 even if they don't respond, like it's a nice kind of touch to this, try to like say, Hey, you know, I know I promised you a cup of coffee. Here's that coffee. Like, let me know if you can chat next week. We have folks who do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea of, of promising this cup of coffee, this, this coffee that, that you're talking about works really well with trying to connect with folks and not trying to pitch them, but trying to just buy a little bit of their time with a, Hey, everyone drinks coffee. Let me get, you know, let me buy your first cup tomorrow and get 15 minutes. Hmm. Okay. So what if you're trying to get them to take an action that, that isn't actually talking to you? you yeah. Know, like, like registering for a webinar or you know, something. Yeah. So if it's, if it's one of those use cases, like say you're, you're running a webinar through Marketo, say, um, I, I totally didn't mention SurveyMonkey. That's a big plugin of ours as, as people use this in surveys. Okay. So, so you're trying to get them to fill out a survey. Right. Um, you know, it, all the auto, we have automation rules on the back end. So if someone registers for a survey, we usually send or completes a survey. We just send a coffee over right after saying, Hey, thanks so much for your feedback. Here's your coffee. Enjoy. Um, if someone folks will use this for kind of partner programs as well. So mm-hmm. if you put on like a referral, it's just all automated within Salesforce. So we watch for certain triggers. So if someone like adds a new lead or if someone registers for a webinar, if there's a coffee goes out automatically to that person thanking them for signing up. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, you talked before about the issue resolution program that you know, Zendesk was using, but 
it's a great way to sort of deflect the tension that's inevitably there when a customer has a problem. It is. I mean, if, if anything, I, I think from a very high level, it buys you a little bit of time <laughs> to, actually, sure. to actually figure out like, hey, you know, what is the issue? And from there, then you, can, then you are sort of, you know, in the good graces for a little bit as you try to figure out how you can solve their issue. Or if there was a bug that something took place, a small bug, not something huge, then you can at least, you know, spend $5 to make sure that they're a happy customer. Yeah, I think if you send a coffee and you're not actually working to fix the problem, the customer's going to see through that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, no, I don't want a Frappuccino, but thank yeah. you very much for sending it over. I'd just like to be able to use my the service that I paid for. Right, but if they if they actually know that you're working on it, then yeah, I think sending the coffee makes a good a good sense. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the idea of, of sending a coffee over or sending whatever over, I, I think goes back a long ways. I think people have always incorporated gifting into business and we're essentially just taking that and making it quicker and making it a little more trackable because people have always sent gift cards or sent swag or sent all kinds of things. But our thought is like, why isn't any of this measured? And so that's what we're trying to do with, with Coffee Center. Yeah. Well, I think that there's another aspect though too, which is that, yeah, it used to be that more of sales took place in person than it does today. Absolutely. So, one of the things that was fairly common is you'd take a prospect out for a coffee. <laughs> and to me, that's in addition to what you had said, is, is this is sort of another way to sort of do that virtually, even though you're not there. But it's, it is to sort of personal touch. It is a little bit of a human element that oftentimes is sort of sadly lacking from... <laughs> like humanization. <laughs> yeah, as we said, almost human. <laughs> almost human. <laughs> almost human. But I mean, if you're sending out individually on a personal basis, then... Hopefully that shines through in what you're saying. Yeah, and I think you also stand out if, as you incorporate gifting into your actual prospecting, especially in sales. I mean, like folks get emails all day long as and calls as to you know why they have to talk to you and why your service is going to change something. But if you're reaching out with something a little different, and I, that's I, we mentioned Engageo earlier, like the account-based side and building a relationship side is this, I th- we really truly believe like that's where all of sales is moving towards. Like the idea of like just blanketing and doing, you know, just spray and pray does, it doesn't really work. Well, yeah, it's less, less effective than, than it could yeah. be, right? Than the alternative could be for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I started thinking about in terms of a process then is you've got, you're sort of orienting it a little bit towards the top of the funnel, but I think you almost, uh, I was thinking this through, is you just sort of have to think about when is the right time to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it could just be as simple as, yeah, they've gone quiet for a couple of weeks, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're, you're wondering what's happening. This, again, sort of treading on the principle of reciprocity, this, you give them something, you increase the odds you're going to get something in return, especially if they've gone quiet. Yeah, and I think there is, we've seen some really cool use cases with using this. So kind of top of funnel, great use case. Um, Once that meeting is set on the calendar, we've seen folks uh, use it for almost like a pre-survey before the actual meeting. Like, hey, would love to have you answer these questions before we talk. So that way I can make sure that, you know, I I spend the half an hour we have or the hour we have on the phone next week um, 
basically catered to you. And here's a coffee for you for you know, taking the time to answer these questions. Almost like a pre-survey. So like that's almost like pre-closed deal. And then in success, with that transition from sales to success, it's always a big one as well. Mm-hmm. And then all the way down, and then all the way down to support. So we like to say anything on the on the client-facing side, you can incorporate gifting. I think for us is like my background is sales. So the first area we've targeted has been sales, since we tend to understand that the most here or the best here. So that's kind of been the first iteration for us. Well, I think there's a danger of of it being overused though too, right? I mean, it seems yeah. like it seems like I don't know. You tell me what your customers are finding. It seems like really you use it once with a prospect throughout an individual, and you could have multiple people obviously on the decision making team. But with one individual who's involved in the process, you sort of get one shot at it throughout the their buying process. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, which is kind of why we've thought about incorporating other gifting ideas beyond just coffee, like things like lunch, because, you know, there's different things that you want to send to that person. We normally see it used about two times with with a prospect in sales. So before the actual first conversation and then towards the end of the contract process, we'll see it used again with a, hey, like, you know, here's the contract and here's a cup of coffee with the contract. So as you're reading through the T's and C's, you can, you know, have coffee on me. So that's that's a typical process that, that we'll see on, on the sales side. And then we'll see it used again down the road on the support side. But that's that's about most of it um, for at least our use cases so far. Yeah, it seems like there's a potential danger some with, with the gifting is that you don't want to train the customers to expect to, it to expect something in return for actually you know giving you information yep or you know participating in their buying process no that's an excellent point and i think uh with incorporating other things and, and, and giving that might help but i think that's the one of the major reasons why we incorporated the limits for the admin to like, Hey, you can't send everybody a coffee and just kind of spray and pray these coffees out and hope somebody responds to you. Like building content and strategy and programs around it, we believe will reduce the, um, the, the idea of it, it, it being overused. Yeah. So what if your clients be able to see so far relative to, okay, we're making this investment yeah, maybe we're getting greater conversion rates, you know, early stages into being sales qualified leads or whatever. But have they been able to track it through to actual impact on outcomes, you know, orders? Yeah. So one of the biggest use cases is we have a couple of companies who have who have used us since we began. And for them, what what we really valued was how many demos they were able to generate. And how many people they were able to get in front of? So for for sales generation, for example, they saw um, their numbers go from usually five demos a week to about ten, which was great. Um, and then we also tracked like how fast we we could get the process moving. So those deals that stalled out, the ones that like yeah, hey, I'm taking this to my boss, and you know then I'll give you a call next week to tell you if it's moving forward or not. Uh, we saw the response rate there increase um, almost by double, which they were able to actually you know get rid of deals that weren't going to be pushed through, or to you know kind of accelerate those deals through, through the process. So those are the two things that we track. We haven't yet tracked like closed deals. Um, that are direct result to coffee, since most deals have like 20, 30 different touch points. So the, you might have sent them a coffee at the beginning, but can you actually say that that was what closed that deal? So um, we're not sure yet uh, how to track that. That's definitely a, a 
moving piece for us. Yeah, what you're saying, though, is your clients are justifying the ROI based on conversion rates at earlier stages of the sales process. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, it, yeah. if if you're looking at sales as sort of a numbers game, then you know, those numbers are irrelevant as well. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's a really it's a fascinating idea. I mean, it's it's I'm surprised that uh, someone hadn't jumped on it before. Quite frankly, yeah, we we like it. <laughs> we, it's it's we uh, it's it's been kind of a fun year to to see it grow out and to kind of see the different use cases. I think one of the greatest success stories that we always like to tell about is we worked with uh, Palo Alto Networks and they were they said to us, hey, we want to roll this out to our sales team and then we want to give them the ability to use this as they see fit, so to be creative. Mm-hmm. And we did this really cool brainstorming session as to like how each of the sales reps were going to use it. And it was fun to see the results and to see the emails that they came up with and to see kind of the great success stories they had. I think that was one of the most fun rollouts we had is like, was well, so give, like, well, give us an example of some of the the great ideas they came up with on how to use it. That might have been yeah. Different. So, so um, some of the folks like one of the subject lines was "hot coffee plus cold email equals warm introduction." <laughs> and uh, that's a good one. I love like, that. <laughs> yeah, like they they would attach a coffee into the actual email that that they would send, so they they'd use a link. Uh, another way was a rep got really into using our links and using them with LinkedIn. So they would actually send a request to somebody um, like, and include a coffee in that request saying, hey, we'd love to buy you your first cup of coffee tomorrow. Like, here's, you know, here's an actual link for it. Like, give me a call on this number. So that was a pretty cool use case mm-hmm. that we saw. Then someone did the same use case in Twitter, trying to um, get them to respond via, via Twitter as well, kind of direct messaging people with coffee links. Um, so folks are pretty creative as to how they were trying to use these actual... And then the last one was someone did like surveys before calls to basically help qualify the actual leads that the BDRs are giving them. And that was pretty cool to see as well because they actually got really good results from people being like, yeah, I'd love to give you information so you don't waste my time on the phone and thanks for the coffee before the call. Hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, Braden, this is the last segment of the show. And in this, I asked some standard questions to all my guests. And the first one's a hypothetical scenario. And of which you get to be the star. And in this hypothetical scenario, you, Braden, have just been hired as VP of sales by a company of sales have plateaued out, they've stalled, need to hit the reset button, do a turnaround. So what two things could you do your first week on the job that would have the biggest impact? So took over as VP of sales and sales have stalled in that company. So I think the first one is is I am a true believer in data. <clears throat> so I, I would want to run some very large reports in Salesforce and figure out who has bought our service and who has stuck with us for more than a year mm-hmm. and, and what those reasons are and what verticals and industries those companies are in. Because that's probably where we want to focus on to kind of get sales increased again. So that'd be number one. Okay. Um, number two, I would want to figure out like, so if, if sales have plateaued is the reason maybe our, our sales pitch is just mute. Maybe the reps have kind of lost their mojo with how they sell it. So I'd want to dive into actual demos and, and kind of how they're running their demo process and probably sit down with the reps and each one and kind of see them ha- and have them walk me through their demo that they currently have, how they're selling it, what's their value prop, 
Um, maybe that needs a little work. Kind of what's the like where they see the product market fit, and kind of work with my front line folks a little bit and figure out you know kind of what they're selling, how they're selling it, and how we can improve upon that. Because if they're getting phone calls in this scenario, great. Maybe they're just not pitching it correctly. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. All right. So now I've got some rapid fire questions. You can be one word answers or elaborate as you wish. So when you, Braden, are out selling coffee center services, what's your most powerful sales attribute? Ooh, uh, relationship building. Okay. Who's your sales role model? That's a really good one. Um, there's a couple of them. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying not to think of like managers that I've had, but actually people that I've, I've always liked to follow in sales and, and how they've done sales. I, uh, I really like the way it's a good question. Um, yeah, if you can't think of anybody, the default is me. Yeah. Default. A- absolutely. <laughs> you let's go with that. 100%. No, you know, I, I, I like the way that, that Elon Musk pitches and like incorporates marketing in his sales and like mm-hmm. lately i i think my my latest one i was really impressed with was the way even spiegel or evan spiegel and this and snapchat wrote out their spectacles campaign mm-hmm. i thought that was i thought that was brilliant and like it's not really sales it's more mar- i mean it's marketing sales kind of go hand in hand sure. but whoever designed that campaign was i mean they even had me kind of captivated but like where's this next machine gonna be what that has these glasses that come out i mean like that whole campaign was just absolutely brilliant how they did it so i mean like those are two people that i definitely watch a lot with you know kind of what they're up to and what they're doing okay all right so what's the one book every salesperson should read um i would say hooked is a really good one um as as a why folks get and, and, and the author is escaping me right now um had it like good to great in sales mm-hmm. is a, another great one um and then uh, I think probably the last one is you know predictive revenue. I think like that one everyone has to read by by Aaron. I think yeah, that, like, predictive revenue, right? Yeah, I think like it. It granted was written in the past. You know, when Salesforce was scaling really rapidly, but I think it has some really great ideas as to how you can incorporate and grow a sales team. Okay. Yeah, and he had a co-author on that, I think, as well, Mary Lou Tyler. So, okay. Uh, last question for you then: What music's on your playlist right now? <laughs> Um, I am a huge fan of techno type music. So, um, I really like flume. I also really like old school rap. So, um, which people can find yes. me listening to probably as, as, as the, as the day gets late. I, I, I like, uh, I like P Diddy and Mace and all those guys and, uh, run DMC, like, run DMC. I like all that. All right. Yeah. Will Smith, DJ, Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. Notorious David. B.I.G. Tupac. Yeah. All that. Okay. Good stuff. It yeah. Gets you going. Gets you going. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, Braden, thank you for joining me. So tell folks how they can find out more about uh, Coffee Center and how they can connect with you. Yeah. So uh, you know, please visit us at coffeecenter.com. And of course, send us an email. My email is Braden, B-R-A-Y-D-A-N, at coffeecenterapp.com. Or if you can't remember that, hello at Coffee Center app also works. And if you ever want to dive in, take a look, and maybe schedule a quick walkthrough, coffee, of course, is on us. And uh, hope to chat with you soon. Yeah, first one's free. All right, thanks again for joining us. And friends, thank you for spending the time with us today. Remember, 
to make it a habit to deliberately learn something new every day to help you accelerate your success. And an easy way to do that is join my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Braden Young, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. And if you enjoy Accelerate and the value we're delivering, then please take a quick minute right now to leave your feedback about this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or else you listen. Be very much appreciated. So thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.